Morning, everyone. Morning. Great to see you. Looking forward to a great day. Um, I'm going to interview four incredible friends uh, from Toronto, from Canada, and I don't know where one of the couples is. I don't know if he's <laughs> trout fishing. Did we get uh, Mike? I call him Mike Trout. Mike and Edwina Holmes, Vickers and Tanya Stunder. Let's give it up for them. Every time I meet Mike Holmes somewhere in the world, he eBays something in South Africa to do with trout fishing, sends it to my address. I'm like a, like a DHL hub, you know, let alone an advanced hub. I'm a DHL hub. And I always have to bring him something. This time was an underwater trout camera. And I just feel like I'm feeding his idol. So just pray for him, please, man. He's struggling. Actually, he wasn't going to come. Could you just come. say that again? Just yeah. one, one, one more he, time. He, he actually wasn't going to come until he heard there was a trout dam here. And then he said, okay, I'll come. So anyway, I joke, but not really. Sorry, not sorry. Not sorry. Uh, we, we are passionate not just about planting churches, but strengthening churches. And to strengthen churches sometimes means... A transition of leadership because we believe Jesus just has a long-term view of maturity and fruitfulness in churches and that means sometimes a couple who've led incredibly faithfully say we've done what we can do and it's time to pass on the baton and part of seeing churches strengthen is seeing them through those sometimes stormy waters of transition and uh, Ronell and I have been part of four church transitions and uh, because of that, we just have great faith for churches in transition. And uh, I think so much has been written and spoken about planting, but replanting, not so much. And, and, and it's not always a complete replant overhaul. Sometimes there's great health, but it just God wants to take it into the next season. And uh, so City Gates, we, we love this church. We have walked with Mike and Edwina. They're some of our closest friends, honestly. That's why I can tease him. Um, and for 10 years, we have, uh, we've loved them and got to know them and visited that church quite often. And, um, and uh, about a year ago, Mike, Mike and Edwina have al- always been really successful in, in business. And so they're one of many marketplace ministers here and just felt, actually, we've done what we can do. We feel like there's a fresh season of uh, marketplace business, but we don't want to leave. We'd like to stay in the church and on the leadership team. Is there someone? in your friendship network that you feel could come in. And so uh, we started with our own eldership team, just going, is, this, is there anyone? And I don't know what it is about Americans. Why do you not want to go to Canada? Such an amazing, <laughs> such an amazing nation. You guys know what Canada is, right? <laughs> can I tell them my, my Canadian joke? No. Please, can I? Please, can I? Come on. I'm going to tell you a Canadian joke. You're obviously not Canadian. <laughs> I love Canada, but... How many Canadians does it take to change a light bulb? Canadians don't change light bulbs. They accept them as they are. (laughs) Anyway, moving right along. (laughs) I warned you, it's very lame. (laughs) All right, so let's leap into this thing. PJ's wrapping me over the knuckles. So Vic and Tan arrived about eight months ago, uh, dear friends of ours, they were part of our eldership team, part of PJ and, and Ash's eldership team, 
And so they transitioned to a new culture, uh, to a new city, but also did a handover. And uh, they've been going great guns. And uh, the leadership team is here, so we applaud you. Mike and Edwina, first up, what were some of the dynamics? Uh, just talk honestly about the insecurities of going, God, we know you've spoken, but this is all we know. And now we're going into a new space, trusting that you've spoken. There was an immediate connection from a friendship level, faith level with this couple. Talk about some of your insecurities around that transition time. Yeah, well, thanks for bringing up a question that wasn't in the brief that you sent us. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, that was a trick. You know, we've gone over the brief. We made sure we had all our ducks in a row, and you completely now cause us a freestyle. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, what was the question again, Alan? <laughs> Why am I so insecure? <laughs> That's all I heard. I'm like, I haven't read this question before. Flip. Holy smokes. All right. Um, yeah. Vic, what, what are some of my insecurities? No, I... Uh, um, let's, why don't I answer the question, that, the question that you actually had written down as the first one, which was, how did I know that it was time to move on and transition? And maybe that's an easy way for me to do it. Uh, a number of years ago, I remember sitting down with the eldership team and just saying to the guys, just saying, look, I, I'm not sure that we'll be leading this team forever. And it was kind of the first time that I'd made that statement. And uh, it was just maybe two and a half years ago, I would think. Um, and we just were starting to feel that, you know, we'd, we'd run a business for 10 years and led for 10 years. We'd been a part of the church for the previous 10 before that, and we'd been associate pastors in the church before that 10 years. So we've got now up to 30 years in ministry and, and marketplace together. And we just felt that maybe... You know, we, maybe there was a change coming. We didn't know any borders or any definition. And so over the next period of time, I would say there were three things that probably were uh, identifying markets for me. Number one was I started to wonder whether a marketplace, completely marketplace-led ministry team could grow a church. And that was one of the first things because I just realized that not just I, not just myself was, was um, you know, all over the map as far as trying to control time and energies, but also our team was uh, full of uh, marketplace elders. So that was my first question. Started to feel like maybe the model we had was needed tweaking. Secondly, we weren't growing noticeably. We'd have people come in and, and, and stay, and we'd have some great stories, but we didn't. We weren't growing um, in a way that was significant. And so I'm, I'm just honestly looking at the thing and just saying, actually, we're really not growing as a church. That's probably an indication that maybe. Uh, maybe we need to look to somebody else. And the third thing, which is maybe the biggest thing for us, was we weren't engaging the next generation properly. And um, like we feel like we're we're not old, but we are. But we're not that old. And you know, but we, we young people like us, but they don't necessarily. I don't think we're the couple that they run up that charge up the hill with them following. And so we kind of felt that um, the next generation we weren't engaging. And so we felt that we needed to hand off to somebody who was at least one or two generations younger than us uh, for the church to go to the next level. And so those were the marker points. Um, I'll talk about the insecurities later when I think of them. Um, do you want to add anything to that? I can talk about the insecurities. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pa- pass the mic on to your wife. Um, I think another, th- another way God... So we, we were really um, inquiring of God as to what is, what is this new feeling we're feeling, you know, because we felt like... Um, things were coming 
to a stand, not a standstill, but slowing down, definitely. And we looked, sometimes I hear from God in, nat- in the natural realm, and he shows me spiritual things, and I just felt that the stage we are in in life is different. Um, we're at the grandparent stage, so we're running a whole lot slower than we used to. And uh, we we thought, you know, we would be great support people to another team because our hearts are to serve. And that was also an indication that maybe God has someone else. We'd done, we felt like we had completed the task or the purpose for which God had, you know, brought us into this place. Felt that we hadn't wasted time, life, gifting, that we'd really done what we had to, and it was time to bring someone else on. Just to say they have been an incredible support. So that, that uh, aspect we've seen and felt. Um, Mike, maybe I can answer that question <laughs> that you so skillfully uh, avoided. <laughs> but I do, I do remember um, uh, Mike sitting with me, and the unknown ahead of them was n- now what? Because um, it wasn't a sense that he, they're moving on. In fact, that was one of the things that we really felt needed to be in place, that they would find City Gates Church uh, to, to remain their home and that they would remain on the leadership team. They wouldn't just you know, slowly disappear into the back rows. Um, and I, th- I think what you said to me was like, you're just worried about what will remain, what will Mike look like when you take off the necessity of I'm leading this thing, I need to preach on Sunday, you know, I need to do all these things because that's my responsibility. When you take that off, Mike Holmes, what's left? Um, and, I, you know, I've watched you actually work through that over these last eight, eight months. So I think that was, that's probably the only thing. You're a pretty secure guy. Um, uh, he is. Uh, he, um, you know, he's, he's uh, remained on our team as a valuable asset. I can't imagine not having you guys on our leadership team. So you're secure on so many levels, but I know that's one thing you've wrestled with. with. You want to add to it, or did that's I say true, enough? and that's, that's a journey. I mean, I think... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think when you when you uh, involved in ministry, it's easy to uh, you know, let me know when you're done. I'll... <laughs> when you're in ministry, it's easy to um, do a lot of things out of duty, and I don't mean that in a negative way. But we we are full of duty, right? We have to prep and we have to do meetings, and I must have done I don't know thousands of meetings over the years. Um, and if you take the meeting responsibility off, you actually realize there's a lot of beauty lacking. And so the beauty of my personal relationship with Christ actually has proven to be quite... I, I've really seen a deficit there uh, when the duties come off. And so that's... That, that's I would say that's a, a thank you for highlighting that. Because that has been, for me, and is still a journey to find the beauty uh, outside of the duty. And honestly, I mean, what is happening here is absolutely remarkable. I mean, trust me, to have two couples who love each other, who have dinner regularly... Uh, babysit each other's kids, etc. Uh, man, it is amazing. Kind of, kind of. Tanya, you better not be babysitting my kids. <laughs> <laughs> is this something I about, should know? Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about, uh, about you, Vic. What, what, what is it like leading with the couple that led there with you? What, what have been some of the benefits and also the insecurities in you? Um, it has been... Uh, an amazing journey really has uh, remarkable because I think that we can all think of quite easily think of what could go wrong 
I mean, everybody can look at that scenario. And in fact, many of the pastors uh, in the local fraternal have all kind of frowned upon the situation. And, you know, everybody's got their watches saying, yeah, it's run about now. Things are going to go wrong. Um, kind of, you know, people are waiting for what we've seen uh, over, over, over history um, often happens. So it's been really ama- amazing. And, you know, I want to give God credit for what he's done here. Um, when we checked out City Gates Church, uh, we weren't necessarily... We'd never thought about Canada. We, 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 as South African as they come, uh, we'd never been to Canada. So we walked the, the streets of Ajax and, you know, we were in and around Toronto. And, you know, there wasn't a sense that it was writing on the wall and angels waiting for us at the airport. It was none of that stuff. You know, we were just, we feel just nothing. We're just here. It's nice, but, you know, we don't know. But one thing we knew is that this couple and us, there was this incredible connection it's like, it was like, we don't know anything, but we do know this. We really get on with this couple, and we love them. And there was an amazing friendship up front. And so that's been, we've, we've started on the front foot. We've started with, you know, a bit of that relationship uh, capital in the bank. And it's been, it's been amazing. The, one of the things that we decided to do is um, Mike and I would always meet before an elders meeting and talk things through prior to me officially leading the church. And we did that for quite a while. It was really helpful. I would bounce things off him. Uh, Mike was so good at not telling me anything about anybody. He just allowed me to give him snapshots and say, Mike, this is what I see. Mike, this is what I see. He would listen, and he would either affirm or deny, you know, confirm or deny uh, the, the scenario, the situation. So it was really good. He allowed me to discover things. And, um, and generally, by God's grace, we were in sync. And then... Um, once we took over, the order just changed. It was kind of, in a meeting, I would, you know, lead, present certain things, and then I would debrief with him afterwards. We just swapped it around, and that's been really good. But we've had to be intentional, because they still run their own business, and actually there can be the sense like, well, you're leading it right now. You know, we don't need to. I've had to, I've had to find Mike once, once or twice, saying, okay, now you need to stay. We need to talk. Um, you know, those have been, because can, I can get busy. I'm, I'm leading now, and, you know, I'll get to that eventually. And two, three months later, there is actually a bit of scratchiness between us. So that's been a really helpful strategy, just pre- and post-transition. Tan, briefly, just talk about the difference culturally of coming to Canada from South Africa. What are some of the differences of leading incredible Canadian people? <laughs> um, so very, very different. Um, we've found... Um, Canadian, it's so difficult to talk about this, (laughs) Um, have been a lot more conservative than what we've been used to in an African, South African culture. So we've had to learn, um, I think, to be a little bit more careful about how we express ourselves, how we talk to people. Um, I think South Africans can be very upfront about their opinions and their feelings, and um, so we've, we've had to learn a lot in that sense um still learning keep learning um yeah. i mean ask ask again just so i can see how deep you want oh, let's us move to go on. yeah let's move on that's great one yeah Can I just say something about the transition just yeah. in terms of mike and edwina um just that they have set the tone of the whole thing yeah. And yeah. their humility and their kindness, and their, so I have to just say this, yeah. but their Christ-likeness, yeah. putting the concern of other people above their own, has just been such an example. Yeah. And um, they could just stand back and watch, and they haven't. They've 
They've put effort into us. How are we doing? They've um, thought about where we're where we at, and they haven't just thought about themselves. And just to say that, it's been incredible because they actually have set the tone of it. Oh, yeah, um, the irony is, is that when you take over a church and the leader remains behind, everybody's not always looking at me. <laughs> They're always looking at them. I mean, I, you know, I, they, they hear me talking and make some, some changes and introduce some new emphases, and then they watch Mike and Edwina, how they're responding to this. Because in many ways, there is all that history, and how they respond almost determines how others would respond. And so they have served us, like, incredibly in, in that way. So we want to thank you publicly also in front of your leadership team for that. You know. One more question, then we'll uh, go. Your team are here. And uh, I don't just want to applaud, applaud them, but applaud you. Because to, to be transition team uh, is incredibly costly. You, you've led, uh, you followed one couple with certain values, etc. There are There's some continuity, but now it's a new couple, new personality, new emphases. Uh, how do you feel the team has done? I think been, and how have you helped them? Uh, well, I think they've been remarkable. I, uh, again, I think we've, we've talked through to that place of transition. So they were... Used, they, were, they were ready for the change because it's been a journey, obviously, that they've walked with us. Um, and I think them also, I think kind of my journey was saying, look, uh, we've done, we feel like we've done all we can do. Our gifting as a lead couple is probably, we've kind of run this course. Um, and, they, and I think they recognize that. So we've, we've, we've dialogued a lot about it. Um, and I think the reason that it's easy to accept the change is because when I look at Vic and Tan, I think, and I, I don't mean, it's not false humility. I feel like they are infinitely more gifted at this season to take the church to the next level than we are. Different giftings. And I don't mean that. that we, we know we have value. That's not what I'm saying. But their gifting now and just their drive, their energy, how they see the church is, is, um, is so much needed right now that it's, such, it's so easy for the team to embrace them in the church. And I actually don't think the church is now really looking to us even in six months since we since we've really officially handed over, I do think the church has embraced you guys fully, and um, and so part of our job has been to make sure that eyes are are going that way all the time, and that's it's been cool. Excellent. Can I just say? Yes. Um, we found that we were we had to make a conscious effort. It, it's quite it's quite different when you're used to leading and being the pastoral people, and people come to us for advice and for counsel and for problems and consciously having to remember, why don't we go to Vic and Tan? You know, why don't we at Vic and Tan? So making that effort to constantly do that and to always speak well because we've seen amazing qualities in Vic and Tan, just fantastic qualities, being able to always reinforce those and, and point them out to our team point them out to the people about the gift that God has given this church to take it on its next leg. Thank you. One final item wow. to uh, early, early on in the convo with Vic, I, we, we had coffee together, and I just said, Vic, I just want you to know something. I said, you will never come around a corner and see me huddling with the elders and wonder if I'm talking about you. I said, I will never do that. So just don't, so I want to take any insecurity from, away from him as far as that, of, you know, what could, what, what could the guys be talking about? So I just said, you will never, don't have to wonder. You got, no, I will never do it. And, and that was something that we just affirmed up front so that they would, they would really feel like we had their backs, you know. Forerunners of many more healthy transitions. Let's give it up for them.